brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for hanging out with us right here on the Woodward Sports Network, featured on the Roar 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM, and 94.7 HD2. Happy hump day, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday, but we have to start the day off with some Lions talk. You guys, people are asking, if we don't win against the Eagles this weekend, when are we going to see a win? Will we see a win? Will we be 0-17 if we do not beat this Eagles team this weekend? Jeff, where do you think the wins will come in? Well, uh, me and Adam, we did talk about this yesterday. We mentioned how the Eagles, in my opinion, probably their best chance to get a win other than the Broncos in about six weeks. But like I said yesterday and we were talking about, the Lions, it's hard to say they should win. They probably should not win. But I will say this, the Eagles are pretty comparable in, in terms of just overall uh, production because um, you know, if you, you know Eagles this week, they're at home in Ford Field. It's, uh, it's Chris Spielman's Ring of Honor ceremony. It's going to be a packed house. Um, and there's several connections between really you know Lions and the Eagles this week. Not last week, not a Matthew Stafford storyline, but Deuce Staley visiting his old team. You got Slay coming back uh, to Ford Field to play his old team. Uh, Vitae and coaches Dave Phipp, Deuce Staley, and Hank Fraley. I mean, these are all guys that are kind of having a homecoming, essentially, with the Eagles coming to Detroit. Um, but let's talk about the Eagles as a team real quick. Defensively, they're, I mean, Lions are giving up almost the most yards in football. They're giving up uh, average 383 yards per game. The Eagles, on the other hand, 362. So, I mean, defensively, they've been inconsistent because we saw earlier in the season against the San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles' defense played very well. I mean, Slay was making plays, but then other weeks, Jalen Hurts essentially sinks them into a hole. So, you don't know. You don't know this week if the Lions will play them. I mean, you saw they played the Rams, but... You saw how they played, you know, the Bengals, and you saw how they played the Ravens. It is wildly inconsistent. I don't know what Detroit Lions team will be getting this Sunday, but compared to who they've faced so far, I mean, honestly, I thought they, their first one would be against Chicago. I mean, Adam kind of gave me some flack for it after, but Jalen Hurts, uh, and Adam can't attest to this as well. I mean, he, I like Jalen Hurts. I am a semi-Jalen Hurts believer, but 
the kid is it's essentially still his I guess you could say rookie year I mean the guy played what five six games last year now he's playing his first full season and he's struggling so if there's any opportunity that Lions can take advantage of I would say it's against the Eagles at home I think when they go against uh, Denver it is in Denver so uh, like I said this is probably their best chance to get a win because after this it's right back to a hard schedule I mean they got the Steelers the Browns the Bears and the Vikings I mean you could argue that I mean maybe the Steelers but I just think they pack more punch. I mean, the, 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 this is an Eagles team that has had issues this season. I mean, you uh, behind the scenes stuff. I heard the defense is already uh, going against the coach. The coaching. I mean, the, the the play calling is in question. They don't run the ball. I think Jalen Hurts runs the ball more than Miles Sanders. It, it makes zero sense. Now he's hurt. So, it, it, like I said, I think the Eagles are probably their best chance. But like I said, they shouldn't be favored in any of these games. It's difficult. So if they lose to the Eagles on Sunday. You look at their schedule, away to Pittsburgh, away to Cleveland, and then it's Thanksgiving Day against Chicago, and we all know the Detroit Lions' recent history on Thanksgiving. I think that's the game. You I did think say Thanksgiving, that before. Yeah, I said it yeah. before the season. That's the Super Bowl game. It, it was never the Los Angeles Rams game. It's You need to win on Thanksgiving. Why? Because Dan Campbell preaches uh, this culture, this type of energy. And there's no better way, in my opinion, to deliver than with a Thanksgiving win. Now, to be honest, is it fun to, let's say, start the season 0-10 and then get your first win on Thanksgiving? I mean, no. No, ideally they're 2 and what, probably 2-10 and or 2-9. and Maybe beat the Eagles, and then you have to beat the Bears. It's not, oh, we can beat the Bears at home. It's, <laughs> you better beat the Bears at home. Because if you don't lose to, if you don't beat Philly, Jeff... And you don't beat Chicago at home. You then have to play Minnesota at home. That's going to be a tough game. Away to Denver. Road games a mile higher are never fun. Home to, let's say, the best team in the NFL right now, the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Away to Atlanta, maybe. Maybe I could give you that. Away to Seattle, Russell Wilson back, not sure. Even with Geno Smith, you're playing in one of the most hostile environments in the NFL. Yep. And then, of course, home to the Packers to end the season. Well, that's pretty tough, if you ask me. So, realistically, it's a two-win season. But let's just focus on this week. They've got the Eagles. Miles Sanders, yes, banged up. But Kenneth Gainwell, I think, will step in and do just fine. Yep. Again, every week you're asking the same questions with this team. How's the secondary going to hold up? How how are this, are they going to have a pass rush on Sunday? Are they going to be able to get to the quarterback? Are they going to be able to make tackles, open field tackles? And if anything, the defense has been the only aspect of this team that's been semi-consistent. If you ask me, they're coming out and, and really giving it to the other team. I'm not saying they're the best defense in the NFL, don't get me wrong, but at least Aaron Glenn's getting these players to, to really play. And I'm not talking, oh, they're playing hard. No, they're making plays. Alex Anzalone is probably your best player on defense right now. And he's your leader in communica- and from a communication standpoint. He actually is kind of your tone, center, uh, tone setter because, let's be honest, you don't have a pass rush. Yep. I mean, they're doing a good job. They are improving on defense. And... Imagine what this defense would have looked like under Matt Patricia. Let's let's put that into perspective a little bit this morning. This wouldn't be the worst defense ever. This would be a 50-point-a-game <laughs> giving up defense. I mean, it'd be pretty bad. 
But to answer your question, Kennedy, if they don't if they don't beat Philly, I don't know when the next win is. I don't. And let's say they do beat Philly. Well, then your next win is likely at home on Thanksgiving. But my goodness, the pressure you would be facing going into your bye week 0-8. I don't think anybody wants that. And I said with tongue-in-cheek before the season they could probably go 0-17 with this roster, but uh, that's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. It's not something you want to think about. It's not something you, you even want to exist in your head. So if they can take care of business against the Eagles, I think that's really good for them. Uh, but guys, please, <laughs> stop telling me you think this is the week. You've been telling me this for seven weeks, and I've been so polite. I've been very polite. Stop. Stop trying to just like just let the game play out. Yep. Because if you actually try to sit and have a real conversation with me about the Detroit Lions, they're probably worse than most teams in almost every category. So it's tough to justify saying, hey, they should beat the Eagles on Sunday. But you know what? If you're desperate for a win, it's got to be Philly. It's got to be Chicago at home. Yep. Those are the only two games <laughs> I can say with confidence that I expect that football team to probably go out and win. Well, that's it. So if they lose, good luck, because there's probably one really winnable game this year. And that's what happens when you have the fourth hardest schedule based on win totals and the sixth hardest schedule overall. That's pretty. Uh, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> this team, maybe last year, with last year's schedule, maybe wins five, six games. The same as they did. Maybe. Who knows? But this is not a good football team, and they're being punished because of their schedule. It's that simple. I mean, yeah, that's what it is. It, it is the schedule because there's already not very talented. I mean, we haven't faced the worst teams in the league, like the Jets. Uh, I mean, we've versed pretty much nothing. But, I mean, besides the Bears, essentially playoff contenders. So if you're looking at versus the Eagles, you're right. Like, they should not be favored because even against the Eagles, like, you could argue a lot of position, position groups are just extremely better than the Lions. But – Based on how they've recently played, you're hoping you know they can get a win because I, I like what you just mentioned actually before. If they go 0 and 8 going into the Bears game, like that's a that's a that's some tough waters for Dan Campbell to be in because then if you lose Thanksgiving, I mean it, it doesn't help your case. And at least if you have a win already, look, lose, I'm just gonna say it because no one's gonna say it. No one's gonna just, like this is the truth. If you walk into Thanksgiving 0 and 10, no, would it be 0? Yes, it would. It would be 0 and 10. And you lose that game. I mean, we're talking Freddie Kitchens, Hugh, Jask, uh, Hugh Jackson-esque performances. I mean, this is, it can't happen. Dan Campbell's been coaching this team extremely hard. And I think the coordinators, to an extent, mainly Aaron Glenn, has done a really good job. I, I don't see how they walk in 0-10 on, on Thanksgiving. I don't see it. As bad as I think the team is, as poorly... Game pl- as poorly as I think they game plan and, and execute, well, you know what? I also think that this team should be able to beat the Eagles minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Away to Pittsburgh, I called it earlier in the year, but, I mean, you have to see how Pittsburgh plays the next week. I mean, they could be 4-3 and three heading into that game, and they... Najee Harris, I don't know how you're going to stop him. Yeah, good luck. I don't. Yeah, and then you have to deal with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and what do we always question about the team? The secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you fluster Big Ben? Well, you send pressure. Well, if you send pressure, Pittsburgh can dump it off to Najee. He makes one person miss. He's busting it for 20, 30 yards. This schedule just is impossible for me to look at and work with. 
Yes, because the roster is bad. But, you know, if you had a more adequate quarterback, maybe I would say there's a few wins to be had still in the season. But you don't. You have the worst quarterback in football. Yep. And people were really upset yesterday that I, I, I said Jared Goff sucks. Don't and like I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, you think he's good? You think he's good? Do you guys actually think he's good? I don't think anybody in Detroit actually no. thinks this guy's the answer. I told you before the season he's a bridge quarterback. And he not only proved he's a bridge quarterback, he proved he's a really bad one. He's awful. Oh, you're not paying him. The, the Rams are paying him. Oh, that was ridiculous. Like, Do you, You're not listening. The point was, you if you were point in that was, position. You're not re-upping this guy after next season. It's yep. that simple. You're not restructuring his deal. You're not giving him a new contract. I wouldn't keep Jared Goff if he said, I'll play for free for the next three years. I'd rather die. So that is also a problem is they don't have a quarterback and this is a quarterback driven league i know um i know joyke likes to sit up here and say like you know it's a player's game and players play and the players got to make plays but like i don't believe in that completely and i again yeah you can look at the players and say well this is a 0-7 roster but last i checked freddie kitchens and hugh jackson made the Browns look like the worst team in the nfl Last I checked, Kevin Stefanski walked in, and they look like AFC contenders. So, and they're still winning with Case Keenum. I just, yeah, yeah. I just think, uh, granted, their roster is way better than Detroit. I'm not really comparing the rosters, no, but the point no, 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 I'm no, making no. is, I don't think it's just a player's game. If it was a player's game, the Chiefs would be undefeated right now. Their offense should not be stopped any given week. But Mahomes is struggling. That's normal. Andy Reid hasn't figured out how to get the team back. Up and running. Okay, cool. Good. Welcome to the NFL. But 0-10 walking into Chicago is something I'm not looking forward to. So they got to take care of business against Philly. I think the Cleveland game and the Pittsburgh game look different than how they looked preseason. I think preseason, I could make the argument that you probably beat Pittsburgh coming off a bye. But if you lose this game to Philly... You got to go into bye week winless, and then you got to travel to Pittsburgh and then to Cleveland. That schedule's not getting any. It's not getting fun. It's not getting fun, Kennedy. Yeah, Fish. I want to ask you something before we get out of here. Chuck brings up a good point. He says the Lions have to beat the Eagles this week because then, if they lose, the Lions can no longer have the chance of going ten and seven. Fish. What are the what are the odds of the Lions winning out right here? Well, they have to beat the Eagles, and after they do that, they can go ten and seven. But they, you, have, they have to beat the Eagles first. So you think they can beat the Packers, the the Browns? You're confident. Very confident. Yes. Why right. do you do this, Kennedy? I just had to ask. I just like wanted to remind him we are we have now officially hit seven losses so now we have to win out all but 10 games they got seven losses in a row now they're gonna get seven wins in a row and they're then, gonna have to get 10 fish and then one more win and then another <laughs> and then another and then 10 well oh. you, you gotta start at seven before you can get the 10 fish this is why you're the best but we need to hear about our friends who are also the best over at northwestern tech <laughs>
Yeah, Northwestern Tech, great opportunity for people like, you know, Jared Goff. I mean, if you're struggling in any category, you come over to Northwestern Tech, and it gives you the ability to start a new career in an industry that is always essential. It's the heating and cooling industry. Learn more today by visiting northwesterntech.edu. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. And at Hall Financial, we treat our clients like family. And our number one priority is giving each of our clients five-star service. Our passion for five-star service, combined with our expertise, allows us to find the best possible solution for refinancing your home loan. We take the time to focus on both the individual and the numbers. We're gonna walk you through the process and close your loan in half the time of our competition. Go to davidhallmortgage.com today. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for waking up with us right here on the Morning Woodward Show. Happy Wednesday. We're going to get into Josh Gaddis. He had an interesting um, radio appearance yesterday where he made some comments regarding um, Michigan's offense, Cade McNamara. We're going to hit all of that for you. But he goes on to say that he kind of admitted that he has a if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality when it comes to how many snaps Cade McNamara is taking over J.J. McCarthy. That kind of seems to be his thought process here, which is not going to be enough to win in the Big Ten. Adam has already told us that a million times, but Adam, if you want to hit on it again, be my guest. What do you think about his if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality? I think it's very easy to say that because they're 7-0. Right. And I agree to an extent, you know what, this is what they're doing. It's working for them. Cool. But they can't sit here and tell me that they believe they can win the Big Ten throwing the football like that. If you, all you're asking Cade McNamara to do is make the simple reads and the simple dump-offs, which is all he's done all year outside of a, what maybe a few flea flickers and a few deep play-action uh, play passes, I mean, outside of that, it's nothing special, guys. So, yes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You've got the best one-two punch in college football. You have one of the best offensive lines. You have one of the best front sevens on defense. Michigan's got a lot of good things going. Now, just imagine in a fairy tale land that they may have, let's say, a quarterback that is not only more than capable of throwing the football, but he's also a threat running the football now adam what does that do why would that even help michigan they have the best two running backs in the country let's say right well michigan like to run a lot out of the shotgun a lot am i correct jeff yep and last i checked if you're coming out of the shotgun and jj mccarthy's behind center and he's gonna run rpo you have three options <laughs> all right 
He's keeping it if the edge rusher dives in, and that's a free 10, 15 yards. He's handing it off if he sees the, the hole is open, and he's pulling it back if the wide receivers... I mean, this is the very basic concept of RPO, but you know what the defenders do every time Cade McNamara's in the shotgun and he's handing it off, or they either know it's a play action or they know they're running it. It's one of two things. There's no running threat from Cade McNamara. There isn't. And your offense becomes so much more unpredictable, in my opinion, with J.J. McCarthy as your starting quarterback. Yes, Josh Gaddis, you're right. You're 100% right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's fine. But hear me out. Don't lose a game and then decide to bring in J.J. Don't. Don't do it. Don't go down 15, not, excuse me, 17-4. Well, I don't know. I'm losing my mind today on scores. 17-3, 17-0 at halftime against Michigan State. Come out flat, and then you bring in J.J. in the second half. He tries to come back, but you can't. It's too late. Don't do this. Let's, let's avoid this. This isn't the same old story of, oh, the guy on the bench is better. No, Harbaugh has just recruited horribly at quarterback since he's been at Michigan. That's a him problem. But guys, you go tell me that you ha- you just forget the scrambling, forget the escaping out of the pocket, forget the finesse, forget the flashy of J.J. McCarthy. Go find me the last quarterback remotely close and capable as J.J. McCarthy, not only at Michigan, but in college football. Who, do, who would you compare him to, Jeff? You'd have to compare him to, let's say, a Deshaun Watson, somebody mm-hmm. who could run and throw the football. Caleb Williams out in Oklahoma right now is doing it, but God forbid Michigan do it, right? You really got to consider what you have. And I'm telling you, if you think you can beat Ohio State with Cade McNamara, be my guest. Good luck. Probably not going to happen unless you just put the perfect game plan out. But this is my point the whole time. Oh, wait. You, I hate you, Fish. Guys, Cade McNamara will never be the reason you win football games. He can only be responsible if you lose them. How? Throwing interceptions and not being able to complete passes down the field when you're actually playing from behind. Michigan played from behind one game all year. It was the thriller in Nebraska. What happened? Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum happened. It was. It had nothing to do with Cade McNamara. And Jeff, I'm going to keep saying it. J.J. McCarthy should be the starting quarterback. If you, want to win for the, if you want to win the Big Ten, if you want to waste this roster and you, want to, you just want to try and play it safe, win 9, 10 games, that's fine. Keep Cade. But I think this team is good enough to win the Big Ten with J.J. McCarthy at as uh, as their starting quarterback. And I hope they don't wait until they lose a Big Ten game for them to decide, you know what, let's put the kid in. Don't wait for, oh, we... You guys, you've seen Cade now for seven games. Five touchdowns, one interception. Well, he doesn't turn the ball over, Adam. You know what's funny? It's when you were actually in a close game is when he actually turned the ball over. It was so befitting of him. Against Nebraska. You expect you're going to blow out Michigan State and run all over them? No. Penn State, I know they have two losses now, but I don't think that's a pushover game. Ohio State, you think you're going to be up big and just be able to run the ball? No. Which means Cade McNamara is going to have to throw the football. And if he does, 
and your defense doesn't hold up, it's going to get ugly. So you decide. You tell me, and go ask Josh Gaddis why he doesn't call a 10, 15-yard dig route, an out route, a comeback route, when Cade McNamara is the quarterback. But for some reason, when J.J. McCarthy steps in, the playbook opens up. I'll leave it there. I mean, Josh Gaddis mentioned it himself. He said, uh, Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, those guys are special players. They're carrying the team, they're carrying the offense, and they're carrying everyone on their backs. Like, And, and you know what? It, it is praise, but that should worry any offensive coordinator. I mean, the guy, he knows. They're 7-0, and you've had two games now. Rutgers and now Nebraska. That were one-score, very close games. And you, like Adam just mentioned, Cade McNamara has had, hasn't had to win you a game yet. He hasn't had to pull you. I mean, besides the flea flicker, really, I, I don't remember a throwdown field that was on social media. I, don't, I really don't. So Cade McNamara's his ability to throw the football, it does worry me. It worries everybody. I mean, you saw it in Northwestern. What was he, 20 for 27, didn't have a touchdown. He cleared a little over 100 yards. That's not st- sustainable. You can't run the ball down everybody in the Big Ten's throat all the way to a, a, a Big Ten championship it does not happen like that and there's going to be a game where Hassan Haskins and Blake Quorum struggle or you know you might miss one of them and Cade's going to have to win you the ball game and good luck because I mean they I mean Josh Gannett or Gaddis mentioned it himself he said it's important to develop your backup uh, we've been fortunate enough that we feel great about JJ which he said he's talented he possesses every skill set that you want in a quarterback and we've been fortunate enough for him to get game reps but this is my problem when you have a guy on your bench who, in a very small sample size, he, I mean, he hasn't been able to play whole second halves or anything, but the guy already has half as many touchdowns as Cade McNamara, and he has a higher passer rating. Has old, I mean, it, it's the, the statistics are so close for him being in what? He threw two really nice passes, two touchdown passes. The guy is, we know is special. I mean, it's clear as day if you see it. I mean, like Adam just went through the whole RPO. Um, who can run it the best? It's J.J. McCarthy. Who can do more with your offense, especially missing Ronnie Why was Ronnie Josh Bell. Gaddis brought in? Well, why I mean, was he brought in from Al- Why was he Alabama, brought in? Yes, to, to really develop that offense. To open up the offense yeah. and really bring out a spread offense, which means you can recruit athletes and you can actually compete with Ohio State. Now, don't get me wrong. The way Michigan run the football is really impressive. And they should not go away from that. But my friends, you're not going to be able to run the rock all over Michigan State and Ohio State and Penn State. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's never happened. And if you're that naive to think, well, this is the year we're going to run all over them. Okay. We'll talk at the end of the season. But just remember, in my opinion... J.J. McCarthy gives you the most, uh, the most creativity, the most explosive play. You, I mean, guys, you you can open up the playbook with J.J. McCarthy, and I'm not saying you have to make him drop back 30 times. Absolutely not. You can continue to run the ball with Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum under center in the shotgun, however you want to do it. But what J.J. offers is doubt for every defensive player on the field. Because what if he pulls it and keeps it? What if it's play action? What if they're running a hard run to the uh, a hard zone to the right and then he bootlegs out? Then what? Guys, this is about creating doubt and uncertainty against your opponents. JJ McCarthy behind center 
creates that. Cade McNamara doesn't. You know one of two things are happening. They're dro three things, excuse me. He's dropping back to pass, he's handing it off, or they're going hard play action. It's one of the three. Guys, over a 60-minute game, teams will pick up on your tendencies. Yep. Unless you're up 14 and all you have to do is keep running it and running it and running it, that works. That works against Northwestern. That works against the other teams in the Big Ten. And don't work against Michigan State. Don't work against Ohio State. So you guys tell me, if you're not in, you know, if you're not freaking out and you're not upset, like, hey man, we're seven and zero. This could be the year. Why aren't we putting JJ in? He can make us. He can take us to the next level. And if you don't believe that, if you don't believe the kid can do it, that's on you. But I'm telling you, he can. And it's it's really obvious. And you want to talk about things that'll cost Harbaugh his job? It's not getting that kid right. Cliff Kingsbury, excuse me, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm funny. Lincoln Riley had the had the nerve to bench a top five projected quarterback in this upcoming draft. Had the balls to sit the Heisman front runner going into the year for a freshman quarterback. You can't do it. It's, it's, and he's better than Cade. Like Cade, I mean, come on. It's 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 taboo. It's not yeah. it happens everywhere. But Michigan, Michigan football, we run the ball. We're a nine-win program every year. We don't win the Big Ten in the last twenty years. That's your program. So how about you step up a little bit, take a chance, and I would respect you more if you put in the freshman heading into East Lansing, and you go ask any true diehard Michigan State fan, believe me, they are praying Cade McNamara shows up. Why? Because yep. he's not going to beat them over the top. He's not going to make any plays on third and long. Yep. And that's all, that's all State has to do. They have to stack the box and get Michigan into second and long, third and median situations, and they're going to win that football game by doing that. I can't say the same for State. I mean... That, and that's how you win ball games. You got a guy like Peyton Thorne who can convert those third and sevens, third and tens, whatever the case may be. Like Cade, there's going to be a time where he's exposed. They're seven and zero. They haven't faced any opponent like they are going to over the next three games. So, going to be a lot of exposing going on these next three games. I, I mean, honestly, they could very well. I mean, we'll talk about predictions, but they could lose two out of the three games with Cade. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there, Jeff. But when we come back, you guys know it's Wednesday, so we are doing Would You Rather Wednesday. Make sure you stick around for that. But before we go, if you would like to bet over the weekend, maybe on Michigan, Michigan State, you should probably do that with our friends over at MyBookie. Guys, MyBookie, you know what time it is. It's football season. College football, you've got the NFL. Heck, hockey, baseball, NBA, it's all in full effect. Sign up today using code Woodward, and they're not going to match 50%. No, no. For every dollar you put in, they're going to match it. You put in 1000 they're giving you 1000 You put in $500, they're going to give you $500. It's a dollar-for-dollar dollar match right now at MyBookie. Bet from anywhere, anytime using code Woodward. I recommend depositing $100. You get a free $100 bet, basically. You put in 100 you know they're going to give you a bonus for 100 So you really got two big opportunities to make a big bet and walk away with some real money. Guys, that's my bookie. But please, if you have a gambling problem, please call the Michigan Gambling Problem Hotline at 1-800-270-7117. You will be 
dying to get your hands on Papa Romano's gruesome twosome. This spectacular deal gets you two large one-topping pizzas for a limited time for $19.99. Order now at paparomanos.com. <laughs> Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Morning Woodward Show. Happy to have you here. You guys know it is that time for Would You Rather Wednesday Guys, are you ready? I haven't given you any of these questions today. Normally, you squeeze one or two out of me, but I've given them none of these today. So these are all straight off the dome from these guys. But to start off, I was thinking, now that we've seen a Pistons game without Jeremy Grant, and we're going to see quite a few Wings games without Tyler Bertuzzi, if you had to choose, do you want Grant or Bertuzzi out for an entire season? Oh, give me Grant out. Because Bertuzzi, the Wings look like they could do more this year. Like Grant, the Pistons aren't going to – I mean, if Grant's there or not, I don't think they're going to win many ball games. But Bertuzzi's big. Like, you, you need him. He's their best player offensively. So, um, I'll go with Jeremy Grant. Keep, keep I'm going to agree. Jeremy Grant, he could tear his Achilles tomorrow. I, could, <laughs> I, I would care less. I wouldn't even send him flowers. Yeah. All right, give give me Bertuzzi over Grant. He'd probably burn those flowers if you sent them. <laughs> Adam's just so kind. All right. Would you rather – have the best offensive guard in league history or have the best fullback in league history? You go guard, uh, 100%, because uh, any offense, I mean, it depends. If you're talking about the Lions, I can compare it to what we have. Uh, offensive lines have not been a common thing here. So give me a good right guard. I mean, fullbacks are good. I mean, if you have an already great offensive line, you get a good fullback. It, it changes things. I mean, look at the Ravens when they had uh, Ricard. I mean, they used to do damage with him, and they still do. So, I mean, I'll take the guard, though. Give me the guard all the way. Lineman. Yeah, give me the guard. It's, it, the game's won in the trenches. Give me the guard. It is. It's run. It's run in those trenches. And you're not giving me Corey Sch uh, Schlesinger or Mike Allstott, so I'm not interested. Yeah. And we're well past those days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fullback being Dude. a weapon. Dude, I mean that. You know, it's funny. A funny story, since we're talking about fullbacks. Uh, the year Barry ran for two thousand yards, uh, his first two games he was limited because they were running in the I formation. He kept having a, a fullback in front of him, and it would like clog Messes. up the hole. Yeah. And then they finally moved away with it, and the rest is history. I mean, he ran for almost 
19, 1800 yards in those final 14 games. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, like, now looking at it, you're just, hey, get out my way. Let me do my damage. It's yeah, I mean, players that can make people miss, you got to get them in open space. Yeah. And they learned that very quickly. He tried to implement his own offense. It didn't work. Goodbye, fullbacks. That was the death of fullbacks. It's like you need those fullbacks with like a big guy, like a like a physical need, runner. Not even not even that. Honestly, you just need fullbacks if you're gonna run zone. If you're gonna run zone run schemes, honestly, that's it. You need another block. I mean, San Francisco. You see how valuable use check is. Even out in Vegas, they they run the fullback uh, often. So it just depends on your team, you know. So. I don't have a problem with it. I think fullbacks are still of use, but not anywhere near what we saw in the 80s, 90s, and early, early 2000s. All right, Fish, turn your mic on because I want you to answer this one too. Would you rather lose in the Super Bowl four years in a row or win the Super Bowl one year and then go 0-16 the next three years? It's wow. pretty easy. Who, who gave you this idea? My brain. Herself. That is awful. <laughs> That's tough. Try it, being me. Try living in I'll, this I'll thing. take the Super Bowl in 3 0 Because at least you have the ring. Yeah, cut. guys, I mean, it, like, it, you talk about cursed. Buffalo's cursed. Losing four straight Super Bowls, I, I may have killed myself in that four-year stretch. Yeah. I'm sure the suicide rate in Buffalo was up in the early 90s. I'm not joking. No, yeah. You'd be waking if, up at night. Like, do, no, no chance in hell you could pay me to watch my football team lose four straight Super Bowls. I would lose my mind. I would, I would go into like a, a psychopathic state. I, I think I'd have to check into a mental hospital. No, true, because think about... I would rather lose, what, 48 straight games. Because then you, you're, you're like, all right, we're losing. Uh, we suck, we're in a rebuild, yeah. we got lucky one year, but hey, the Giants got lucky, they won two Super Bowls. Like imagine, well, we, imagine every year those four years you have the same process. Oh, okay, you're, you're getting ready for your Super Bowl party. You just take an L, and then the next year you get your everything all ready. You got your jersey on. You got your little golf jersey on for the line. Nope, take another L. See, like that, that would yeah, Adam, you'd be in a mental hospital. You'd I mean, be, I mean, that's three a lot. years of not winning a football game. That that could put you in a mental hospital too. I don't no, know. This is a horrible question. But at least you have the either ring. way. I'm checking myself into a mental hospital. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. <laughs> Jeff, are you saying the same when when the yeah, Super Bowl? Yeah, I'll take the ring. All uh, right, I'll take the ring. Fish, what about you? Are you going? For to the f- Super Bowl for four years in a row, but losing, or are you going to win one Super Bowl and then three straight seasons of zero and sixteen? Yeah, that's easy. Or seventeen Sup- now, I guess. Sorry. Super Bowl easily the Super Bowl. I- I'd even say go zero and seventeen the season before, win the Super Bowl, and then zero and seventeen again. I mean, how easy long have choice. we held on to the zero four? Well, how long have we held on to the going to work Pistons? A long time. Long? It's been since two thousand four. They have been like irrelevant since probably two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So. You still remember though. We you got, you'll on. take the memories. I, if, I can't put myself in a Buffalo Bills fan's shoes. I really can't, because if I was old enough to have lived through the period of four straight Super Bowl losses, I, I, I honestly, I'm just being honest. I would a kill myself, b check myself into a mental institu- institution. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. Four straight Super Bowl losses. My goodness, guys, just get one. that is awful. That, is that doesn't happen for a reason. <laughs> because when you lose the Super Bowl, you dr- you go into a drought next year. The Bills, they were stubborn. They were just good for four years, and they screwed it up at the end. Oh, my goodness. I, what, I, I couldn't. What I do couldn't. you even do with the coach? Like, are you saying, like, you it's lose- like hey, you're great. <laughs> you're but just- what? 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's awful. Like, I don't know how Jim Kelly sleeps at night. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of burden. A lot of burden. All right. Would you rather? Death not an option. For this one, had to clarify. Be forced to start Jared Goff. Last at I checked, Jalen freaking hurts. Was a freshman when they won the Natty. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, he was. He was wait, freshman, wait, and then wait, he transferred. J- was wasn't Jalen Hurts? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wasn't Trevor Lawrence a, a freshman? He was a freshman. Isn't Caleb Williams a freshman? He is a freshman. Isn't C.J. Stroud technically a freshman, and he didn't play at all last year? He didn't play at all. Where are we going with this? Didn't Tua play as a freshman? <laughs> well, people, I mean, we have our chat is so lovely this There's morning. There's so uh. many freshmen. How many freshmen have been put into games and won these kind of games? Well, my friend Trevor Lawrence. Caleb Williams right now is winning games. He's doing just fine with Oklahoma. He's the reason they're actually winning games. I I, I don't want to go over the list. Peyton Manning walked into Tennessee and did just fine. Mm -hmm. If you believe in J.J. McCarthy, you start him. It's that simple. I didn't realize we were talking smack Sorry in the chat. I, I mean, was well, like, how do you go from Sometimes Super Bowl I can't back let to things college. go in the com. I can't I let know. things go. Just don't even look. I, I have to. <laughs> uh, this is a fan interaction show. Like, if people want to say something, I am willing to read it out loud and comment on it. Okay. I may not agree all the time, but. Oh, we know. We know. All right, boys. Would you rather be forced to start Jared Goff at QB for the next three years? Or have a guaranteed fumble once per quarter for the next three years. Basically the same thing sometimes, but. I hate you. Who, I know. Who, do you, who comes up with this stuff? I'd rather die. Oh, wait. I said death, not not. I'll take the fumble every single quarter. I swear to God I'm not kidding. Yeah, because if you have a good team, at least there's something I don't they care. can do. I, I don't care if we don't win a game. Just please, God, get Jared Goff away from me. <laughs> please. No, Jared, great guy. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> you and you and Tavai, just leave. Goodbye. Nice to know you. Thanks for playing in Detroit. Goodbye. Never want to see you again. I'll take the fumble every single quarter for three straight years. Jeff, you know what? I'll, I'll make this interesting. I'll, I'll take Jared Goff because I think he'll get. I, he's. I think he'll be benched by three God, years. God strike this me man, down. Listen. God kill me. Okay, listen. Look, wait, wait. He has to him, start, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, he has then, to start. Yeah, start. Take the fumble. Take the fumble. <laughs> He's all, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Take the fumble. Okay. I'll take it. Last one. Would you rather have the Steelers defense and the Lions offense or Steelers offense, Lions defense, one year, win now situation? One year, win now situation. I'm taking the Steelers defense, Lions offense. I think the defense keeps... Keeps me in games. I think we can focus on running the football, which is something the Lions can do with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I I, think, I don't think it's Super Bowl capable, but I think it's enough to get you probably in the playoffs. I got to go. Is the other one, it's Pittsburgh offense, Lions defense. Why? That's where my it's brain went It's Ben I mean, hey. you want to talk it's about Jared listen, Goff, it's ben at least, at least, at least Ben can put points on the board. How right. he hasn't all year outside of one well, week? Listen, he they have put points more points than the Lions, and well, I won't say not this. saying much, but I know. I, well, that's the comparison. They're three and three with that offense. I know. I, but, I would like to see what they would be with the Lions' offense because I think the Lions can run the ball better. But, they have a better offensive line. They may not have the better back. Najee is special, but I think DeAndre Swift is also special. So, I th- I think it's very similar offenses. But defense, I, don't see... I, I think, well, listen, you, we, we can both agree the Lions' defense have been playing well, above their means this year, and the offense still 
hasn't been able to do anything. So if you have the Pittsburgh defense, what makes you think the Lions defense will still well, do anything? Well, the Pittsburgh defense will play extremely better. They'll be a top 5-10 defense. And they'll because keep you, they're on. They'll, they'll not only keep you in football games, they'll put points on the board for you. They gotta Come put on. a whole lot of points. Listen, I'm going. I'm going Najee and, and all those boys. Deontay. And I, I would I, rather. I, if you ask me who I'd rather have, Jared Goff or Ben Roethlisberger, I you may see me walk off the show. No, that's I'm not. I, yeah, that's that's I, like I worst the, case scenario. For you'd me. have to read me my my Miranda rights. I, I had the right <laughs> the right to remain silent. If you ask me that, I'm not answering that, dude. But anyway. the Lions can't run the ball that well. Come on, man. Come on. What are you talking about, Jack? What do you mean? Uh, Did they not just run over all over Los Angeles? One of the better defenses in the NFL? Did I not watch the game on Sunday? I don't think I did, clearly. No, you missed it. Didn't didn't the Lions run pretty well against the Los Angeles Rams? And if they weren't down all the time, they could actually focus on running like they did against the Rams, and they looked kind of competent, and they were able to move the ball downfield, but they had Jared Goff as their quarterback, so they weren't able to convert. It's pretty simple, guys. It's pretty simple. We got to go to break. We do have to go to break. And it's my fave break because I get to tell you guys about my friends at Legacy Partners Insurance. You guys, when you watch games, you know you're always getting bogged down with insurance ads. They're promising to save you money, but if you really want to save money, you need my friends at Legacy Partners Insurance. They're independent, so they shop between seven and ten carriers for your insurance needs to find you the absolute best deal. Here's what I need you to do. Call 586-209-4106 and tell them that I sent you. And just for getting a quote and telling them I sent you, you'll be put in a drawing for a $50 gift card. So go to or call Legacy Partners INS slash Woodward today. Tony is a third generation logger that has a simple, practical approach to life and work. That's why his Coast DX342 knife is perfect for him. The stainless steel blade is rust resistant and made for all weather use. And the double roll lock safety ensures that it will never inadvertently close when he doesn't want it to. That's why Coast is trusted tough. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into the Morning Woodward Show right here on the Woodward Sports Network. I feel um, Adam's anger brewing once I read off what I'm about to read off. So we're going to talk about the Lions' national power rankings, but... Connor Orr has the Lions moved all the way up 
from slot number like 31 to 18. Woohoo! Adam, could you make an argument for them being that high? What 14 teams could possibly be listed lower than the Lions? All of them. <laughs> well, I'm going to quote Mr. Uh, Mr. Orr. I don't want to be disrespectful, so I'm just going to try to be polite for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see how angry I get. Um, how can you put a winless team number 18 in your power rankings? Question mark. Define power for me. Please do. If I'm a player, which you're not, and I don't think this makes any sense, I'm calling my agent and telling him to get me on a plane to Detroit, Michigan, so I can bite some kneecaps. Oh, God. You, that's (laughs) maybe the most ignorant thing I've ever heard in my life. You think players really give a rat's ass about any of this? Read the next one. The sentence. Onside kicks. Wildly honest press conferences and an egalitarian brotherhood. Dude, those That's factor power. into Two power fake Dan puns. Campbell for the win. M- M- Connor Orr, I don't know you. Honestly, I'd love to have you on the show. Because like, I want you to kind of explain yourself. Because Wait, we should do that. I'll, fi- I'll find him. Reach out to him. See if he'll call in. Or, okay. uh, but I don't... I don't want to go off on this. I really don't because I, I don't. I think he's joking. Guys, no player be. in the NFL wants to come to the Detroit Lions right now. Just because Dan Campbell is kumbaya. You know what they want? They want their next contract. They want more guaranteed money. And they're going to take that elsewhere. Or if they're a very good player and their window is closing, they're going to want to go to a team that's contending. They're not going to want to deal with this crap. And last I checked, the Lions aren't going to be able to make free agent moves for the next year and a half, two years. So, you have them at number 18? Because, well, they lose the right way. They lose close. Connor, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's, uh, that's pretty embarrassing. Honestly. How can you put a winless team number 18 in the power rankings, you ask? If I'm a player... I'm calling my agent and telling him or her to get me on a plane to Michigan so I can bite some kneecaps. That's why he's not a player. We're playing football. We're not biting kneecaps. It's an expression. And it's an expression. You can bite kneecaps, and you can go 0-7. Enjoy that. And next year, you can go 6-11. and Enjoy. Great job. You're going to make so much money off the field playing for a losing team. Good job. Man, you must... Thank God. I hope your agent is somewhat... Somewhat... Somewhat smart. But if I'm his agent, I'm dumping him that day. If he calls me and tells me to, he wants to go to Detroit, I'd be like, "All right, I can't help you, man. Like you're leaving twenty, thirty million on the table. You're not playing for a team that's going to be winning and playing in playoff games for another two, three years. What are you doing?" I don't, I don't know what to say to this. I, this, this is unbelievable. This makes. This makes no sense. And in context. What? Because he's good in press conferences? That that would be it. And they, <laughs> they quote-unquote bite kneecaps. Last I checked, an egalitarian brotherhood. That is in every single locker room. Outside of ones that involve a toxic head coach, which aren't many in the NFL right now. Every locker room is a brotherhood. Whether you're on a 7-0 or an 0-17. So this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. And uh, listen, just to give context, there was eight websites listed, all right, and one of them uh, being uh, MMQB. They ranked them at 18, all right? Previously, they were at 29, Adam, so they jumped from one game 
of a couple fourth down conversions, they were able to jump 11 spots. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it's a little unheard of. I mean, if you look at the other seven websites, we are 31st or 32nd in power rankings. And my man Connor Orr is just taking one for the team. And, and his reasoning was, I just thought was hilarious. Like, I, onside kicks, wildly honest press conferences, and, and an allegorian brotherhood. That's power. <laughs> like, that's not what you base power rankings off. I don't really know how this team could be any higher than... I mean, you, you maybe could argue they're 29. I mean, that's... Uh, and that's the that's the blunt truth. Like, I don't know where else you could see a winless team. Yes, they've showed fight. Like, look at NFL.com. Ranked them at 30 or 31. And they said, um, to have all that go right and still lose is frustrating, but the Lions don't feel like a hopeless 0-7 team. They're not hopeless. Yeah, see, but like, you put them still, at 18. You can still be positive and rank them a little higher. I mean, higher, this is delusion. 18? Uh, this is delusion. I don't, Connor, I don't know if you're a Lions fan. Clearly, you must be. He, he might be. The- <laughs> but, like, I don't understand this at all. And I'm trying to, like, not be mean about this, but this is really bad. I don't care if there's three, four teams that are worse than the Lions right now. How how do you say stuff like this? That's irresponsible. <laughs> That's just irresponsible. Why? Like, no player. No player. You know what? Here, let's see. Ex- here, expected 2021 free agents NFL. You ready for this? Let's Let's figure this out. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. Von Miller's not calling his agent and saying, hey, take me to Detroit. I want to go bite kneecaps. Neither is Allen Robinson. Neither is Chris Godwin. Neither is Devontae Adams. Neither is Tyron Matthew. Neither is Stephon Gilmore. Neither is Jason Pierre-Paul. Neither is Devin McCourty. Neither is Dwayne Brown. Neither is Joe Hayden. Will Fuller. I can go on. Hell, Taysom Hill wouldn't even join. Wow. Really, players are going to come to Detroit because we bought kneecaps here. Great. Last I checked, players do two things throughout their careers. Early on, they want to get paid. Later on, they either want to secure the second big check or if they've gotten or they, were lo- they're, they had enough longevity, they're willing to take two contracts, get paid, move on, take the minimum, and go somewhere where they can win. That's what NFL players do. They don't. J.J. Watt doesn't call his agent in the in the summer and say, "Hey, Dan Campbell just had an amazing press conference. Get me on first flight to Detroit." No. He called his agent, told him, "Get me to Arizona. I need to go to Arizona." Kennedy. I I had to look up his entire list. Do you want to hear who's under us in his opinion? Yes. Who's worse All than of the them. Lions? At number nineteen. Three at three and three, the Atlanta Falcons. They are worse than the Detroit Lions. The Chicago Bears at three and four, worse than the Detroit Lions. The Seattle Seahawks at number twenty one, worse than the Detroit Lions. So like I get what he's doing. The forty niners. The Colts. Okay. The Panthers. The Broncos. Washington. Giants. Eagles. Jets. Dolphins. Texans. Shad, you, Shad, honestly, you're talking you're talking out of your ass here, man. Because it's not that I don't want the Lions to get any positive media attention. This isn't about being positive or negative. This makes no sense. Shad, you explain to me how they should be 18th in any power ranking. The True. only power ranking they should be in the maybe at the top of is like the best worst teams in the NFL. 
and they're the one of the best worst teams. Congratulations! Or the NFL mock draft. <laughs> for next I don't. Year. I don't get. I don't get this. Yeah, it's not that the Lions piss me off, guys. It's, it's actually yeah, not that I, at all. I, I, I but I don't understand how they're 18th. Why? NFL players don't think like this. I just explained it to you. It's not just looking at the record. They are an 0 17, but have they played better than what you've expected? Absolutely, but they're still 0 7, and you can't. You just you can't. I know you agree with. I know you agree with them. Get me God. Get him God. I know. I know. God. God bless you guys. <laughs> Honestly, I wish nothing but the best for you. There's two different fans. There's the uh, you know fans that like to uh, dissect things and really look at the reality of things, and there's also you know fans that love this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, if you're a Lions fan, yeah, we're ranked 18th, but like just be real with yourself. Like, what team are we better than? Like, you just named off what 13, 14 teams that we're supposed to be better than, and we are the only team in the NFL without a win. Yes, our schedule's been hard, and, and you can give them, you know, benefit of the doubt, but regardless, Adam, like, I, especially Jared, like Jared Goff in the offense. Like, John, I, I, John, even if I took win totals out of the equation, let's say we did that, and it had nothing to do with wins, I think you could maybe make the argument that the Lions could be up to 27, 26, maybe. And I'm being very generous. 18? Ranked over the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, th- these are the same people that had the team winning 10 games in the preseason. I mean, like this the Colts? is. This is. This is. The Colts. That's ridiculous. I'm telling you from now, my best bet on Friday, just a heads up, FYI, going into the weekend, the Colts are going to beat the Tennessee Titans this weekend. And they're going to improve to 4 and 4, and the Titans will be 5 and 3. I think the Colts. Have something. Yeah. I really do. The Niners, you guys can laugh at the Niners. The only reason they're kind of relevant is because of coaching. Decimated by injuries, they don't make excuses. Their wide receiving court, it's only Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk doesn't look healthy at all. Making zero impact. Kittle's on IR. Their running, best running back is on IR. They're just running back by committee right now. And Elijah Mitchell looks like a great fantasy back. I don't know. At least I, I, I get it. Like I, I'm not gonna get too mad over this, but I mean, this is this is the fan, this is part of the fan base that thinks like this, and this is writers out there that a just either one want attention from Detroit Lions fans or b just don't know what the hell they're talking about. Okay, yeah. and I like to take Connor as a smart guy. I don't think he's dumb at all. Um, I honestly want to go like read more of his articles, but love to have him on. I, mean, I really want him to explain himself. I'm just shocked that th- this is posted on Sports Illustrated. Well, anybody can post anything <laughs> on the internet these days. I mean, and this, I think this ranking, whoever uh, I love to meet Connor, but his he's basing off this ranking. I think strictly off Dan, his love for Dan Campbell. I mean, look at uh, John Smith made a great point. He said, "How can you rank golf dead last in the quarterbacks in the league, but rank the Lions as a whole 18?" So you have the worst quarterback, arguably um, the worst wide receiver core. Offensive line's been shaky. It's been okay. All right, Chad. Chad, explain to me. I'm all ears, man. You have uh, you have less than like two minutes, so you got to hurry up, Chad. Explain to me. Explain to me how they should be 18th. I told you I'm willing to put them up to 26. That's it. Not 18. So you just, just tell me how. Take out wins and losses. I'm willing to listen. We got to go to break, Kennedy. 
Yeah, we do. Um, we'll, we'll maybe hit on that later because we're going to talk more Lions. So if you guys have good points, maybe we'll bring them up. But also, maybe not. Um, we're going to be talking more Lions when we come back. But first, our friends with the best defense at Guardian Alarm. Yeah, me and Adam had a discussion. Who are you taking? Pittsburgh's defense, Lions defense. Screw it all. I'm taking Guardian Alarm because Guardian Alarm, they get it. Good defense on and off the field helps you feel secure. And the Guardian Alarm has state-of-the-art technology that helps you feel safe, all with 24-7 local monitoring. Guardian Alarm also has convenient features that let you check in on your home, control lights and temperatures, detect smoke or carbon monoxide. It will even let you lock and unlock your doors. Call this number 800-STAY-OUT-TODAY. That's 800-STAY-OUT-TODAY. You, yep, you hear Fish right in that booth. He's echoing it right now. Call him. Guardian Alarm has been trusted for over 90 years, 90, at keeping families safe. Fellas, football season is here. It's time to make your grooming experience easy like Sunday morning. Get to Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Walk in, relax, watch your favorite team play, and before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Get to Lady Jane's, open 10 to 8, 7 days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for sticking right here with us on the Morning Woodward Show. We are happy to have you here. I know I said we're going to talk Lions, but we're getting a little bit of insight on the entire Deshaun Watson rumor trade mill here so the latest is that the Texans and the Dolphins have agreed to a deal, but they're waiting on the NFL, however this works, to say he's cleared, whatever. I don't know. Adam, your thoughts on this potential trade happening? I think it's a good move for Miami. I don't think Tua's a franchise quarterback. I just don't. So I got to be honest. I think it's a good deal. Now I understand Deshaun Watson is under a lot of legal supervision right now he has a lot of problems but this is pending a negotiation slash understanding between the teams and the lawyers like hey what's actually happening here is he going to face a criminal charge or is he just going to have to face a one to two game suspension if we trade for him and he's active i mean ugh, i don't know i i think it's it's a good move for miami i think they're desperate and let's be honest, Miami made a big mistake. They gave away the farm for Jalen Waddle. They gave up two first-round picks. They swapped, and they gave up a future pick, which is now a top-five pick in the NFL draft, to Philly. All because they wanted Jalen Waddle. 
All because they wanted to figure out if Tua was a franchise quarterback. And I can tell you now, they are damn certain Tua isn't. And I can guarantee you he isn't. So now that they know that, they're going to go out and try to make this explosive trade. And I hope to God Tua wish him nothing but the best in Houston. I don't want him anywhere near Detroit. Hard pass on him. Yep. He's done. He's not going to make it in the league anywhere. And we'll go from there. I, I think it's a good move for Miami. I, I don't think it's going to benefit them this year. But I think next year you're going to have to reload and look at this team and be like, well, I mean, they got the quarterback. They have the second best quarterback in the division. They are probably going to be a 9-10-11-1 team next year. And I think that much of Brian Flores, I think that much of the defense. But they got to get better, and they got to get better quick. The O-line needs to be addressed. They need to get a better pass rush. So they need to improve. But I think if they can get the quarterback at an affordable deal where they just swap to a one first-round pick and maybe a second and fourth, Mm -hmm. I think that would be ideal. I don't know the details of the trade, but as long as they're not giving up too much, I think it's a great deal. No, I agree with you. And more importantly, it has to do with the fact that, listen, we'll, we'll discuss Watson. He's facing 22 civil lawsuit, uh, the, the, obviously the charges that Roger Goodell doesn't have enough evidence on. So it's hard. To, you can't put him on your you know, exempt list because there's no evidence. But I will say this. Sean Watson, what is he, four years in the league, and he had a career year last year. He almost threw for 5,000 yards, career high in yards per attempt, nine. Which, just to give you an idea, Tua's yards per attempt just got to seven this year. So he's... He's a, he's a safer uh, S quarterback, a guy who's you know is trying to limit his mistakes. But although you know even this year he's he's thrown quite a few of interceptions, so that does worry me. And this is a guy in his second year who hasn't played a whole lot of games. He was six and three his first year with the Miami Dolphins, and now he's one and three with in, with the Dolphins team that is underperforming. But more importantly, I think just trading for Deshaun Watson would fix a lot of their problems immediately, kind of lunge them, propel them. I mean they already have weapons like Adam just mentioned, Jalen Waddle. They they have Devon. Parker, they have um, uh, Will Fuller. I mean, they have other guys. What's up with the disrespect? What's up? Gusecki. They have the best tight end okay. in, the, in the NFL <laughs> over the last four I, weeks. Excuse he me. Does. You Mike, know what? Is, Mike freaking Gusecki. Put some respect on his name. You gotta put respect That's my on tight his end, man. That's my <laughs> tight end. That's my tight end. No, he's won Adams from games I can't hate. All right, so it, he does, they do have an offense. So trading for Deshaun Watson would propel them. I mean, listen, it would shake up um, the Patriots a little bit. I mean, you get a guy like Deshaun Watson in your division, it, it does scare anybody. And Deshaun Watson, any year, is an MVP candidate. I mean, you saw it. They were 4-12 and 12 with Houston. He had his career year. I mean, you call him a stat pad or whatever you want. But 5,000 no, yards? No, he was I mean, 5,000 yards. No, I mean, his rookie year, they were awful. He carried them to the playoffs multiple times. No, no. Deshaun Watson's a franchise quarterback. No, no, he but, is. I'm saying just the four. they were 4-12. and 12 Yeah, and but 5, I don't 000. even look at the record. I mean, Houston's awful. He can go to any organization and turn them around. But... Kennedy, I need to ask you this. Oh, God. Given his legal situation. Mm. One, from your perspective, how do you think teams should go about this if they are to make a move for him outside of just the football world? Because this is all pending if nothing actually happens in the courts. Right. How do you feel about this? Is this something you think teams should be doing while he's under investigation? Is he even under investigation? I mean, what's really going on here? I mean, unfortunately, this is something that isn't horribly uncommon in the world of sports, and it's super unfortunate that um, sexual assault does happen, and players do get away with it based on their name, their money, the lawyers they can afford, and, you know, people are quick to say, oh, well, these girls just want money, yada, yada. 
And I will say, from experience, it's not fun to put your name out there and go through this. Um, I've done it with a not professional athlete and lost these kind of things. Um, people are not quick to believe women, unfortunately. So it makes me um, very upset. I hate things like this. I hate what's going on in the NHL right now with the Blackhawks. Um, I mean, there definitely needs to be something in place for survivors, I think. I hate that this is happening without um, any clear answer what Deshaun did. Obviously, um, it's harder to prove because these were intimate situations where they were massage therapists. It's not fair, is it? No. And, you know, unfortunately, our legal system, I mean, it's it's not perfect. I don't think any is, but... Right. I mean, what are we now, almost... Eight months now mm-hmm. dealing with this Deshaun Watson narrative. Before the season even started, this was out. And you haven't heard any updates. It's mm-hmm. been very hush-hush. You don't know if they're just going to do a settlement. Right. And to be honest, un- unfortunately, if these women agree to a settlement, it's he over. didn't do it. Then people are going to say, yeah, he didn't do it. Well, legally, he right. didn't do it. Right. They agreed legally. on a settlement. They can no longer say, he did this to me. And that is, like, problematic. I think mm-hmm. if if this is true to the degree that it's come out, I think if you're these women, you need to see it through. Yep. I don't think you accept the settlement. But the problem is you're forced to relive your trauma. Of course. And they've been doing it now for eight months. But At some what do you point, do you in get therapy? tired. But what do you do in therapy? When you when you see a therapist and you're going through anything, you're, re- you're not reliving your, your trauma. You're, you're openly talking about it. Right. And unfortunately, if it was, again, I, I don't know. I, I was, I'm not any of those women. I don't know mm-hmm. how they feel, what they experienced. I don't, right. to be honest. I just don't. But something has to give in this case. And we're almost midway into the football season, and nothing's come out on this. The league hasn't done anything about it. The Texans still pay him, and he's not even playing. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, we, we know nothing. And I think if they make the trade, good for them uh, from a football standpoint. But if you settle, he didn't do it. And that's the unfortunate reality. And that's, like, where the legal system kind of trips me up. Yeah. Because if you pay them to go away, that's fine. But are they happy with that? Like, money can only – money's not going to buy them comfort. So they need to make a decision so in, as individuals. It. Don't take it. And is it a strong enough case to win in court? Maybe it's not. And maybe that's why it's so quiet and they know they can't do anything about it in court. But that's our legal system. Yep. So I don't I'm I'm really not sure. I still think the league has to suspend him given the drama. How long? I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll be one to three games contact uh, detrimental to the league. But that's about it. I don't think there's more that's going to happen. And I'm curious to see if the Miami Dolphins, since they're so, you know, they they're seem to have been on Watson for about a week now. I wonder if they know anything more than what we do. I'm sure they his- do. I mean, to an extent, I, when you're in a legal battle, I don't think you can divulge much information. But you can kind of say, hey, like, we're confident this will be resolved right. and we can move forward. But you never give details. So, again, what do you do? If you, how many of these women were um, paid? For this uh, service, massage service, was it, were they multiple, uh, did it happen multiple times? Was it just on one occurrence and they were really traumatized and never did it again? Or did, like, this is the things that will happen in in court. Mm -hmm. Like, Miss Miss X, you went to Mr. Watson's home. 
You went the first time. Did this happen? Yes. Miss X, we've had, we have you listed as going there four or five times. Why were you willingly going back when you didn't have to? I mean, this is what's going to happen in court. And I think right. that's more of a problem. Not just reliving what they experienced, but really like talking about it in an honest way. Like, I mean, everyone handles trauma differently. I'm no one to say how anyone should react. I just think this is a really weird situation. Yeah. I mean, and what, 22? I mean, when there's smoke, there's smoke, fire. There's fire. Yeah, yeah no, the, the, the problem, the question is, is he innocent? I think everyone no, yeah. knows he's guilty to an extent. It's right. just how guilty is he? Was it actually, like, was it solicited? Was it unsolicited? Was it all 22? Was it, was right. it all 22? Was it just four of them, the other, like, kind of did something, but they were paid and they liked it, but then these people came out and then they came out? I don't know. Like, we don't know enough. I just think it's from a football hard. standpoint... If you can steal them, I think you do it, and then you deal with it later from a football standpoint. But from a legal standpoint, you don't know. You don't know enough. Yeah. Yeah. It stinks because I know there's, like, a lot of, um, well, women, first of all, working in the NFL where they feel like this is kind of a slap in the face. Like, "Mm, well, we don't really care about you or your feelings. I know a lot of people are feeling that way. Personally, if my quarterback was in – a situation like this, it would make me not want to root for the team. Genuinely, as a fan, I wouldn't want. It. I wouldn't want a part of it. I think Houston's doing a fine job right now. They're not playing him. No, I. They're no, keeping I him agree. away. It's complicated. It, it really is. is. But <sighs> it's not. If Watson was truly innocent, he would be playing as the legal stuff would have went down. That's the point. It's you know he's guilty to an extent. You know something happened with these girls. You just don't know what. And you don't know how guilty he is. Is he guilty of being horny? Or is he guilty of being a bit aggressive and, you know, forward with women that weren't interested in it? I mean, you don't know any of this. So you can't say he's guilty. You can't say he's not guilty. And that's why they're still settling in court. And it's complicated. It's, it's really complicated. You really can't say much more on it. And I think you got to respect both sides of the, of yeah. the table. you got to respect Deshaun Watson and what he's going through. And what his legal battle looks like. And you got to respect these women that are coming forward and trying to get do accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish. I don't care. I just know that if Deshaun Watson was completely out of the woods on this, he would be playing football. So I think there's some truth to it. I don't think this is just character defamation or, or character slandering. If it was, he would be playing in the NFL right now. He'd be like, this is all BS. I'm not dealing with this. But something happened. Was it with all 22? We don't know. That's why they're still in court. All right. Well, we're going to talk more rumors coming up next. But these ones about Mel Tucker, you guys, we will be back. But right after, Jeff tells us where he gets his hair done. Well, Lady Jane's, they're open every day of the week, open 10 to 8. And you can come in and sit down in one of these comfy chairs they got and uh, watch your favorite sports teams on the beautiful televisions they have. I'm looking at them right now. You come in, you sit down. Before you know it, you're handsome and clean. The ladies take care of you in here, and they're open 10 to 8, seven days a week. So walk in any time because they're wicked awesome. Okay, you thirsty little spin goblins. I want you to pedal into the next dimension. Spin it! Spin Spin! Uh-oh! Carmen's falling behind. Let's give her the hiss of shame. Spin! Spin! Spin till you bleed! Don't ride the bike of shame. Come to Planet Fitness and find your own lane with tons of equipment, free fitness training, and no hissing. Join today for just $10 a month. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Woodward Sports, featured on the Roar 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM, and 94.7 HD2. Good morning. Thanks so much for waking up with us right here on the Morning Woodward Show. You guys, Mel Tucker, he is absolutely showing what he is made of at Michigan State. Now other places are becoming interested in him, rightfully so. Um, So I want to know, should he consider LSU? And then, of course, LSU is also looking into other people. Joe Brady, James Franklin have also been mentioned. Your thoughts on all of that, Jeff? Well, Mel Tucker, if we look at the history of him and where he's worked, he's had what? Uh, He was a graduate assistant at Michigan State. He went to Miami. After that, a year later, went to LSU. I mean, he's bounced around, but he's never had a head coaching role until Colorado, which he was there in 2019. He left one year after um, for a better opportunity for go to Michigan State. And a lot of people criticized them, you know, for leaving so prematurely. But I don't, I don't, I didn't hate him for that decision. I, I don't listen. If you have a better opportunity anywhere, I mean, Mel Tucker's one of the what top ten highest paid coaches in the uh, in college football and now you have a team where in your second year is undefeated i mean it's it's remarkable what he's been able to do but if we're talking about lsu he's already familiar with the sec i mean he, he's he's been a coach there not a head coach but he's been you know a, a assistant coaches he's been at alabama i mean he's been around so it, it's it's not like he's not familiar it's more so chasing better opportunities is lsu that much bigger of a college football brand that he feels like if he turns that around, it's going to elevate his legacy. I think Mel Tucker's been doing a great job, and he even answered on He didn't answer it directly at the press conference. I know a lot of people wanted him to have a Mike Tomlin response, you know, never say never, but never. But it's honestly a, it's just a business decision. Like, it's Mel Tucker. How much is LSU going to pay him? How much are they offering him? Um, it, there's a lot of things that come into the table. Uh, so I'm not surprised he tip, kind of tiptoed around the bushes. It's kind of expected for any coach. I mean, unless you're in the NFL, you understand, listen, I'm not going to, to college football. But if you're in college football, everything's on the table. I mean, that's that's just how it works. But um, I think Mel Tucker, he's done such a fantastic job so far with Michigan State. It, it'd be kind of, you know, he just got all of his transfers. He's, he's kind of building his culture in East Lansing. And now to leave and go to LSU, it's not going to hurt his reputation for, for as many, you know, programs as he's been a part of in his, you know, 20 years of, of coaching football. But I will say this, I won't hate him. If the opportunity's better, if, he, if he's, you know, there to make more money, if, if there's, you can't argue with a man for, for doing what's best for him. But I will say this, I don't think he leaves MSU. I, I don't, um, not now at least, maybe in a couple of years, whatever the case may be. But they're 7-0. I think there's, there's more to build off of, and he's got his guys finally there. So um, I don't know. We'll see. But as of right now, Adam, I'm holding tight. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold down, keep chopping the wood, like he says. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't think I mean, look, he's not leaving this year, that's for sure. I don't think he's accepting it at the end of the year. But let's be honest, LSU, that's a job that's a top seven, top six job in the country. You're recruiting ballers at LSU. All right? And if the program tells you anything, they've won three natties with three different head coaches since 2003. LSU's the program. Now, if I'm Mel Tucker, I'm staying in Michigan State. I'm staying at least another year and a half, two years. And let's be honest, the turnaround in college football for head coaches in these type of jobs is very quick. Ed Ogeron, two years ago, was an undefeated national champion. Less than two years later, he's out of the job. The, if someone else takes the LSU job and they're not great, he's leaving. They'll, they'll, he'll, his time will play out in a year and a half, two years. And by then, if 
Tucker has won a Big Ten. Has he accomplished what he wanted to? He's going to go take that job. But it's very hard to say no to those jobs, especially when you're a college coach. And no, it's not about state paying him. It's not about money talks. No. Mel Tucker is like the sixth or seventh highest yeah, yeah. paid coach it's in college brand. football right now. Yeah. You're talking a, a premier SEC job. Mel Tucker has SEC roots. The job, it's an enticing job. I don't think he takes it. I don't think he takes it this year or next year. I think he takes it probably by year four or five. I, I do think. I think that's a job that will be available in another year and a half, two years. And I think LSU is willing to wait for a guy like Tucker, especially if he comes out this year and wins 9, 10, 11 games, goes next year, maybe even wins the Big Ten. Who knows? Who knows? But you, I think he stays. I, I think Mel Tucker stays. I don't think he's leaving. And when you're a head coach, you got to be very careful about making decisions like this. Because let's say he leaves the Michigan State project. Well, he's shown that he's not willing to commit to a, a mid-level project or upper, you know, above average project, and he's willing to walk away at anything shiny he sees, which is what LSU is. It's shiny. So if he walks away and it doesn't work out in LSU, well, the next job he gets, they're going to question, like, yo, what if you just turn our program around in a year and a half, two years, and then you leave? Like, yep. we're looking for a long-term commitment. So I don't think he's leaving Michigan State anytime soon. I don't. Yeah, I, you're, you're, I, I, we're on the same page here. And there's a lot of things. And LSU is a dream job. Like, let's get that straight. Any coach in college football that, you know, even in the Big Ten, wherever you are, if you get offered that job, it's it's an honor, number one. Especially if you've, you know, like like Mel Tucker, for example, who's never had that caliber of a job before. It's probably, you know, very, very, you know, hard to really think about it. And that's why I'm not surprised he didn't answer it very, no, I, I'd be, I'm not doing it. This is that Like, he just, listen, I, I'm focused on this, our, our opponent this week visiting East Lansing like there's other things he's focused on but I think the overall message is listen he's I said it amongst the top what eight to ten highest paid coaches in college football I don't think it's necessarily money but it, it would be because of the brand it would have to be I mean if he wants to go to LSU but it would hurt his reputation I mean you left Colorado you were leaving Michigan State after you're undefeated what makes you think they're, they're think or they think you're going to stay at LSU if you're undefeated or regardless wherever you are so it, it is tough. It's a tough reputation, but overall, I think he's right where he needs to be, for now at least. In a couple of years, you know, there's always things that can change. But right now, I think he's, he's in the right spot. Guys, you're missing the ball here. <laughs> the LSU job is a top job in the country. It's not just because of the money. The players you can recruit at LSU are 10x the players you can recruit in the Big Ten. That's not even a question. Mel Tucker is taking a big risk if he takes the job. Why? Look at Lane Kiffin, actually. I'm glad you brought up Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss. He's doing just fine. But you don't want to be the guy that's bouncing around job to job to job to job. You want to build a program. And if Mel Tucker does it in East Lansing, I think an LSU, a USC, a Miami would be more patient with him if he were to take those jobs. And that's really where, where we're getting at right now. I don't, I don't see how Mel Tucker walks up and leaves year two into, the, into it. I just don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. Mel Tucker's not leaving this year. And if he does, it's next year. Towards the end of the season where things aren't looking that great. But 
Guys, the LSU job is a top five job. It's not even a question. And if you don't think it is, I mean, I can't help you. I mean, the recruiting advantage you have down in Baton Rouge is unbelievable. It's wide receiver university. No joke. He can go there and build a better roster than what he has right now in less than three, four months. Easily. The transfers he can get. Not even, forget the recruiting class. Like Joe Burrow was a transfer. You saw what he did with transfers at Michigan State. Imagine what he can do at LSU. Yeah, you could find him. You know what's a top five? Rushman, I, I agree that it's not... Um, look, man, I'll tell you why it's a top five job. It's the same reason the USC job is a top job. It's the same reason LSU is a top job. The brand is extremely strong. And the day the Michigan job opens up, coaches will line up at the door for an interview. Why? The money available and the recruiting power. Michigan State takes a lot more work to make great than it does with an LSU. And that's just the truth. And that's not a shot at Michigan State. Now, if Mel Tucker wants to stay and build a, a dynamic Ohio State-esque program, that would be impressive. And I think he can do it at Michigan State. And I think State are a stable enough program to be able to do that. But LSU job, it comes out every three, four years it's available. And that's one of the best jobs in, in the country. So that's the truth. So Mel Tucker, I don't think he takes it. I don't think he should. But I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't at least look at it. I mean, the talent available to him is unmatched you're talking you're getting the players down south you're getting the players from florida from texas and they're all within a three-hour flight (laughs) you're taking that job you're taking that job any coach but i think my my um my recommendation for mel tucker would be be a little patient that job will be open another three four years from now Build at Michigan State, build a program, win a Big Ten title, and you'll get a 10-year deal from LSU or USC. I promise. Kennedy? All right. We have to hit a break. When we come back, we will continue with Mel Tucker talk, but we're also going to hit on U of M's Jim Harbaugh. So stick around for that. But first, our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Guys, let's talk about underdog fantasy. The NFL season is underway, but you can still draft a new fantasy team each and every single week using underdog fantasy to win cash prizes. Through their slick mobile app and user-friendly site, you can join a league and draft a team within minutes. Plus, the folks at Underdog are going to do you a solid. Use code WSN, sign up, and make your first deposit. They're going to give you a free $10. So just visit underdogfantasy.com, visit the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, and download their app. Sign up today, again, using code WSN. Deposit $10, you'll get a free $10 from Underdog Fantasy. Again, that's promo code WSN. Hi, I'm David Hoff from All Financial. With historically low interest rates and five-star service, you could pay your mortgage off faster without increasing your monthly payment. Get started now at 248-308-5000 or chat with us online. Callhallfirst.com. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Morning Woodward Show. As promised, we're talking Jim Harbaugh and Mel Tucker, both of their teams obviously heading into the weekend at 7-0. and Everyone loving Mel Tucker. But Jim Harbaugh, we touched on it before the season even started, kind of in the hot seat here. If he doesn't beat MSU or OSU, you know what happens to Jim Harbaugh. Adam's touched on it before. Do you want to touch on it again and refresh the people? All right. Well, let's be honest. Michigan under Jim Harbaugh has been a much a much more stable program than it had in the previous seven, eight years leading up to Jim Harbaugh arriving. His biggest issue is losing to Michigan State and Ohio State consistently. And I said before the year, before Michigan State turned out to be one of the best teams in the country, that if he lost to State, it's a fireable offense. And now heading into East Lansing, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna move off that. He's got to win this game. You got to win against a top-rated team on the road. If you can't do it, Jim, you, I don't, I don't see how you're gonna ever win a Big Ten with this team. I don't, I don't see how you ever win a Big Ten title. And is that fair? Well, you know what. Michigan fans are a bit delusional in what they think of themselves, but to be honest, that program has been nothing but a 9-10 win program that never competes for a Big Ten title. State has more Big Tens. Wisconsin has more Big Tens. So kind of like be a little cautious on you know getting rid of Harbaugh, but at the same time, that's all you've known. So I think you should really really expect Harbaugh to win two of the next three big games. He's got to win two of the three against State, Penn State, and then Ohio State. If he can win two out of three, I think it's acceptable to lose one of those two marquee games. But if he goes one and two in those three games, he's got to go. That's it. Unless you're a Michigan fan and you think eight, nine wins is enough every year, then okay, that's fine because that's what you are. But last I checked, Jim Harbaugh is supposed to deliver Big Ten titles. And I know Ohio State's great. I know they recruit better. But that's on Jim Harbaugh, too. He needs to get the quarterback right. I think he has it. I think J.J. McCarthy is good enough to win you a Big Ten or two. Multiple college football playoff appearances. But that's just me. You think it's Cade McNamara, that's on you. But sorry, Michigan hasn't won anything for me to take them so seriously, but I still think if they lose to Michigan State and then they lose against a, an Ohio State and they drop a game later on in the year or they lose a bowl game, I think that's I think you had enough. Even though I think Jim Harbaugh is probably the best thing to happen to the program in the last 15 years, 
it's time to it's time to ask yourself what do you want and if you believe Harbaugh can still deliver on what is expected keep him but it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to just watch him always win 9 10 games and be like but we never really had a shot outside of my first 2 years to win the Big 10 that's it his first 2 years they were undefeated or they had one loss going into the last game of the year against Ohio State they were ranked second and third team in the nation both those years and they lost the Ohio State game. They didn't go to the Big Ten Championship, and the rest is history. That's it. And listen, you're, you're spot on with it. Uh, personally, I did say if, if they lose to Michigan State, it's a big deal, especially it's in East Lansing. Uh, energy's going to be high. And Jim Harbaugh, like you said, he is the best thing to happen in a long time to, to the Michigan program. They haven't won a, a bowl game since 2015, but they have been winning games every single year. So there is a positive thing. But I will say this. If you go 0-2 to Mel Tucker, I mean, this is a guy, we just discussed the LSU rumors. I mean, this is a, a hot commodity in college football right now, and, and you go 0-2 to him, and you lose to Ohio State again. It's just, it's hard for me to argue to keep Jim Harbaugh, even though I will say there aren't really any better options out there. I mean, unless you can, there, I, don't, I don't know who else you'd replace, um, you, you know, to, to hire at Michigan to even take you to the success Jim Harbaugh has, but... It's just a bad look. It is. Eric, Eric, if Michigan beats Ohio State and Michigan State, they're making the college football playoff. (laughs) If they beat those two teams and they win the Big Ten title, they're going to the college football playoff. So, I mean, it's not if. No, that is the next level. If Harbaugh beats Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State, he has delivered on his promise. And they will show up to Indianapolis playing for a Big Ten title, likely winning that game and heading to the college football playoffs. There you go. But no coach prior to Jim Harbaugh gave you that feeling or that confidence and expectation. No coach. Not even Brady Hoke. Not even Brady Hoke. So be careful what you ask for, Michigan. I still think Harbaugh... Is your guy moving forward? But he's got to deliver in these games. If he doesn't, you got to move on. Just you, you can't. You can't accept eight, nine wins every year and then losing to your rivals. It's not how it works. But that's what Michigan is, to be fair. And that's what they've been for over 30 years. And you'd think that, you know, J.J. McCarthy finally gets a quarterback who is dynamic, someone who, who, who can start for Michigan for the next three years and, and bring success, and he just doesn't see the same things the uh, the Michigan fans see when you watch the football games on Saturday you see a team that struggles to you know their passing offense is, is horrid I mean they struggle to air the football out so there is other things besides these next three games that I, I it frustrates me about Jim Harbaugh it's decision making uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball like in, in personnel and um, you know what like you said if they lose two out of the, the next three it's a bad look and, and it's not based off you could fire them but uh, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, who you're bringing in, but at the same time, why keep them? I mean, like you said, who, what Michigan fan is okay with just getting, what, 9 to 10 wins and taking an L to Michigan State and Ohio State every year? I'm nobody. I, 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 I believe State have won 9 of the last 13 meetings. So It's ridiculous. So again, like, you know, I, I understand it's a rivalry. I didn't go to State or U of M, so I'm not an alumni. I'm not a supporter of either. I just support both, to be honest. So I'm very neutral. But, like, Michigan fans... You can call them your little brother all you want. I know Braylon does it. Like, you know, it's the same thing. I feel like with the Lions fans, you call the Bears the you know the oh they're the Bears. Well, you're the Lions. You're not any better. Last I checked, they have a winning record over you over the last five, six, seven seasons. Last I checked, nine of the last thirteen games haven't gone to Michigan State. So, 
you know, I understand rivalry week. I'll let all the fans kind of have fun and enjoy the rivalry week. But yeah, I mean, that's that's my thoughts. I think, I think how I think Jim Harbaugh's done a great job. I really have. I think he's done a excuse. Let me preface that. Not great. He's done a very good job in his seven years at Michigan. Outside of last year, you have multiple ten win seasons, multiple nine win seasons, one eight win season, a two win season last year, and now you're already seven and zero. And of the three times you've, st- oh, excuse me, in the last 40, 50 years, the three times you, excuse me, not three, five times you've started 7-0, and he's been responsible for two of them. It's kind of a good coach. Got to start J.J. McCarthy. I hope the chat really turns on this and, and supports it, but I think you got to start him. Jeff, anything else? No. Detroit Dabber said it, said it the best. He said the little brother thing just reeks of insecurity. I mean, kind of, it is what it is. Um, but we mutually agree. There's not much to say. I mean, three big games ahead. You got to win two out of the three. Bottom line. Um, Kennedy, what I your just thoughts? lost it. Well, my, my thoughts. Honestly, I mean, I know you're a Notre Dame, Ohio State fan, but yeah. you have a different perspective. Oh, wait. So I'm a neutral. I, I already told you. I'm a neutral, right? Right. So, so state... Um, Michigan uh, State or Michigan, it doesn't matter for me. Like, mm-hmm. if they're both good, I'm happy. If they're both bad, I'm not happy. But as a state fan, Ohio State fan, yep. I mean, you guys have dominated Michigan, Michigan, Michigan I mean, for the longest time. Right. Okay? And let's be honest. When Harbaugh was hired, Urban Meyer <laughs> was in town. And he's yep. no pushover. And he's one of the best college football coaches in the last 30 years. So... What are your thoughts on Michigan? Like, uh, forget state for a second because okay. it's the Michigan Ohio State rivalry. Obviously, right. you're heading into Ann Arbor this year. What's the expectation? What's an o- o- OSU fan thinking? Um, well, the OSU expectation is always to win. That's always. It uh, doesn't matter if Ryan Day's here and it's not Urban Meyer anymore. We expect to win that game. It's been that way for over a decade now. Uh, that's that's a must win for Ohio State. I don't think so. You don't. You think guys so. have dominated for twenty years. I think if you lose this year, it's okay. No, because then you don't hear the end of it. It's the uh, well, Michigan fans are so annoying. Well, I mean, Michigan <laughs> fans haven't heard the end of it for twenty years, and deservingly so. But what do you think of Harbaugh? You think you, uh, would you be glad if he left, or would you be like, uh oh, uh, now they're gonna get someone really good? No, I'd probably be indifferent to that. Um, you know. When Harbaugh started, well, we're going to have the best recruiting classes, blah, 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 quarterback whisperer, and flop. So I mean, mm. he delivered on the recruiting classes. Well, yeah. He's transitioned a lot of players to the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's delivered multiple 10-win seasons, multiple 9-win seasons. His worst was an 8-win season outside of COVID last year. Right. He just can't beat his rivals. He, he just, just can't. can't. He loses so. bad games to his rivals, and yep. then, of course, he loses to Ohio State. But check, check, Hello. Michigan's always lost to Ohio State, especially in the last 25 years. <laughs> it's really the state thing that that. So state losses. I mean, me that, that blocked punt for a touchdown really changed the course. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that Michigan team probably makes the college football playoff, and that really changed the course of history. But Harbaugh's done a good job to revitalize it. Yep. Hired a ton of young coaches. I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Now, I think more than ever that Michigan has such a good run game because that's kind of always been Ohio State's MO. But like you said, you got to put the kid in that can throw the ball, especially against Ohio State, because you don't think they're practicing against their 
running backs and they're you know what I mean? Well, they're, I mean the secondary they know players how to deal with this. the secondary for players for Ohio State are much more athletic than that, the secondary players for Wisconsin State mm-hmm. or Nebraska. Right. So State Ohio State can stack the box. Yeah. And they'll deal with it. And make it yeah. run up And the last score. I checked, Ronnie Bell's off for the year. So you don't really have that receiver where teams are like, oh, shh. We mm-hmm. got to send safety help. No. None of them. Not Cornelius John. None of them. They're so, going to have to score with Ohio matchup. State. With Cade McNamara. Going to have to put points on the board. It's gonna yeah. be, you know, I can't wait for that game. Good luck. <laughs> I hope it's not Cade. I hope by then it's J.J. McCarthy. That'll oh, as a freshman State versus fan, freshman. I, that would be a great freshman game. Freshman versus but, freshman, yes. Shroud versus yeah. yeah. Well, Shroud isn't. He's a true freshman, right? Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. McCarthy's yeah. a true freshman. Shroud is Sh- a re- redshirt, redshirt freshman. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. Second so, year, first year, and being well, regardless right. though. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, should be good this year. Should be good for sure. But you guys know when you watch football games, you're not cooking. You're always calling. And we're calling our friends over at Papa Romano's. Listen, Papa Romano's, the best pizza. And I'm Italian. I know this. Uh, this Saturday, big game. Big game coming up. And if you want to know what you should order, it's the gruesome twosome. You got two large, one-topping pizzas. They're absolutely delicious. For only $19.99. I mean, the offer's good from now until the end of the month. So get your gruesome twosome Halloween special from Papa Romano's today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm looking to bring on another HVAC tech right now. We are recruiting five to ten techs a month. We're looking to grow and expand. Every new tech we hire is from Northwestern Tech. The hands-on training is fantastic. They're always my first call. We love hiring Northwestern Tech grads. They come out trained and ready to work. Our program is only ten and a half months, and our next classes are starting soon. So why wait? I'm looking to hire. I'm looking to hire. Hire a graduate of Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Morning Woodward Show right here on the Woodward Sports Network. All right, some more trade rumor mill things. This one about our own very own Trey Flowers. People are saying he might end up with none other than the Chiefs. You guys, your thoughts on this potential trade, Jeff? Well, yeah, he's. I mean, he's pretty deep into a five-year, ninety million dollar contract. So it's it really depends. Is Trey Flowers going to solve the Chiefs' defensive issues? No. I mean, they have so many. They have a historically bad defense. And trading for a guy who's 28 years old, he's dealing with knee issues currently. I mean, even last game against the Rams, he had to sit out um, middle of the game. I think he had to take reps off. His knee was just hurting too bad for him. And he's been dealing with that for a couple weeks now. So you have a guy who's, you know, deep into a big contract. He has knee issues. 
Is is linebackers really what the Kansas City Chiefs need or inside linebacker? You really need corners. I mean, they besides Tyron Matthew, they don't have a lick in that secondary. So they have a lot of issues to to try and tackle. And trading for a guy who's making you know fifteen to twenty million dollars in his contract is probably not the move. But on the flip side, it's the move for the Lions. Trade trade Flowers. Um, this is a defense that is going to be rebuilt. I mean, this draft, next draft, they're going to draft. We, me and Adam talk about it all the time. You should draft defensive players strictly this year. Maybe take a quarterback late in the in the in the draft, but you should be focused on rebuilding this defense. And it could start very well with trading away Trey Flowers. It would open up tons of cap room for your team. And you know, I, I think we've seen the good days of, of Trey Flowers. I mean, we have the emergence of Charles Harris. I mean, the emergence of Julian Okora. There's other linebackers. This team, Derek Barnes, even. I mean, there's a, a multitude of guys. I think the Lions are pretty comfortable having way cheaper. I mean, Derek Barnes is making what, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year uh, for the next couple of years. So you have guys on steals, steal contracts. So I don't have a problem with the Lions side of it. But it would be interesting if the Chiefs did this deal. I mean, you have their payroll is. Um, is different. I mean, you're, if, if they are able to acquire Trey Flowers, I wonder who, who the Lions would be getting to kind of equalize that payroll. But um, you know what? I, I like it. I, I think regardless if it's the Chiefs, if it's you know if it's in Bucktooth, wherever you trade Trey Flowers, I, 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 that's how I feel. And if it's not this year, it's next year because you can. He well, he's 28 years old. I mean, there's something left in his tank. Teams would be inquiring about him. And, you know, if you can get assets for him, some draft capital, even maybe a good, you know, another linebacker, whatever you can get, so be it. So I don't have a problem with Adam. I, I mean, from the Lions side, I think trading Trey Flowers in the near future is actually kind of likely. Yeah, I get rid of him. I mean, at this point, your cap has already taken a big hit. You have nothing to lose here, and you have nothing really to gain. I, I said before the season started, before injuries, you want to see the young kids play. And that should be the main focus always, Jeff. You're in a rebuild. You need to get the young kids out there. Get them as many reps as possible. Why am I against them trading for a wide receiver before the deadline? Because I want Amon Ross St. Brown to get as many reps as possible. Cephas needs to get healthy and come back and get as many reps, targets, and receptions as possible. So what you need. You need to find out who's going to be with you two, three years from now. And that's, what, that's the situation the Lions are in. And you, you really can't. you got to wait till probably Thanksgiving of next year before you can kind of figure out what the coaching staff is good and not good at. And then you need to wait till that following year where they actually have a really good, probably a really good roster by year three where you say they can win 8, 9, 10, 11 games. So, I mean, trade him. I, I don't care, Jeff. What, what do you want me to do with, with Flowers? I know, you're go. not going to argue to keep him. I'm not going <laughs> to argue to keep him. <laughs> Seriously, what, what do I do with this guy? Get him out. He's, he's been useless. I think the last time I remember Trey Flowers doing anything is getting called for that horrible uh, hands-to-the-face uh, penalty, I believe it was, against Green Bay years ago. That's like the last thing I remember Trey Flowers doing. He's been useless. Bad signing by Patricia. Uh, Patricia. yeah. It was awful. Waste of money. They, they botched the cap. I mean, we all know this. Brad Holmes comes in, has to fix the cap by restructuring Jared Goff's deal, which means he can't let go of him for two years, which is fine. He signed his rookie class, and they'll keep fixing the cap in two years. They'll have one of the biggest caps in the NFL. And by then, they'll have to pay Hawkinson, Swift, and they'll be okay. They'll be comfortable to do that. And likely, they'll have a rookie quarterback so they can afford to keep all their good players. And by year three of Dan Campbell, you'll see the Lions being a very good football team. And by then, you'll figure out if he's the right guy or not. It's that simple. 
That's your three-year plan. It's not this year. It's not next year, guys. It's that third year where you should expect to see good Lions football. It's actually a great point you just brought up. Uh, after having to sign guys like TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, I mean, this is a, a reality for the Lions. So uh, that's actually spot on. I mean, that should be the main reason why he traded Trey Flowers because you're stuck with Jared Goff's $30 million contract. Trey Flowers is expendable. I mean, there's teams who will take Trey Flowers. I don't know. His salary's a little iffy, but there's teams who need a linebacker like Trey Flowers. I mean, he's not the best, but he gives any team depth. So um, I agree with you there. I mean, you got to sign TJ Hawkinson probably to a top five top six deal in entire nfl football but you know deandre swift for we, tight ends or just in general oh no in tight ends oh he scared the hell out oh, of oh no no <laughs> no i would that would be a oh we'd have to talk to brad holmes if it was a top six all football but no, anyway deandre swift too like we, we talked about a couple days ago nine to ten million dollars a year probably signing for a multitude of years uh, it just makes sense get rid of trade flowers send you a postcard on your way out you know well look i mean to to kind of recap flowers i if he goes to the, I don't care where he goes. Yeah, it does not matter. I don't care where Trey Flowers goes. He is useless here. He can go to Pee Wee football. I mean, I don't care. Go play middle school football, dude. I don't care where you go. Go to New England. Honestly, go to New England. Go join Tavai. I don't care. Goodbye. Let's uh, transition a little bit, Kennedy. I know earlier you wanted to talk about Brand Holmes's first uh, draft. So I we're did. seven games in, Jeff. Yep. Let's do it. What do you make of the rookie class so far? And I know we both have a lot of questions because, let's yeah. be honest, some have been available, unavailable, and consistent. Kind of walk me through what you think of it so far. So I didn't add him last night. Uh-oh. So I stayed up I stayed up late. All right, I was looking at, I was really trying to look at this draft class and figure out why we didn't take a playmaker earlier in the draft. And you know what? It, it kind of clicked to me, and I'm trying to kind of just collectively, this is how I look at it. All right, it's in terms of I'm not going to talk about how good the draft class is because it is too early, but I will say this. It's hard to judge Brad Holmes if he's a good general manager or not this early. It is his first draft as a general manager. It's his first draft um, for the ins and outs of this organization. And more importantly, he had a tough job. I mean, he got here, had to trade Matthew Stafford, got a lot of draft capital. Um, but the interesting part about this draft is he went lineman the first three picks. And to be honest, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, even looking back, I mean, Aleem McNeil, Say what you want. The guy's been a starter since week one. Levi, I, he's, he plays a lot of snaps. I mean, he's, you call him a starter without calling him a starter. And then you have Penny Sewell, who is shaky at times. I mean, we've, we've talked about this. Like, should you have taken a Rashawn Slater? I mean, that's a different argument. But I think Penny will work out. I think that will work out. It's too early to really tell. But let's just say he hits on Penny. I mean, that's really – you want to hit on these first-round picks. And the later guys, Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm not going to get too overwhelmed about because – you got to look at it like this. I mean, they took they, they took Amon Ross St. Brown late in the draft. I mean, that was the guy that isn't going to be any team in the NFL's number one, number two. He, he's a number three on, on, on a team that has two other good wide receivers. He's your, maybe your slot guy, your, your, your gadget guy. I mean, you can use Amon Ross in a couple different ways. So in terms of this is what you want to do. And, and you know, look, Neil Rule yesterday mentioned it best. I was watching Big D Energy um, on 11 to 1 every, every weekday. And he talked about... Um, you want to take guys that will make it to their second contracts. I mean, that was spot on. I think really the first, I mean, every pretty much every pick in this draft, I think will make it to their second contract. I mean, Iffy, the one game we've seen of Iffy, he played extremely well. We haven't seen him since. So it's it's really too early to rule out if it's a bad draft class. I think for where the, each of these guys were taken at him, I think it was the right pick. You could argue maybe go 
cornerback instead of Ali McNeil, but mm-hmm. Ali McNeil is a starter for your football team, and it's a good first draft. You build in the trenches, and then next year you can take the uh, Asante Samuels. You can take the uh, wide receivers in the first round. You can take whatever you want. But the, <laughs> it, the first year of Brad Holmes is you know his whole his first draft. I can't blame him. I, I can't. I mean, I think he did a good job getting these guys. I agree with you, Jeff. Um, that being said, Amon Ross St. Brown, second worst offensive player. You had that listed for me. Your thoughts on that? I know you're saying it's too early, but I mean, is it just he's a rookie? He's inconsistent. Sometimes he's not getting those targets from Goff. I mean, what is it? Well, it's definitely an inconsistency due to the fact that he's a rookie, and you saw the three or four stretch of games. I mean, he had a rough couple games of the season, three, four. And then he picked up. He had three, four good games, and then now he was MIA, had the worst PFF ranking yes, uh, versus the Rams. So it's expected. I mean, the guy's a rookie. Like I said, you're not expecting um, Amon Ross St. Brown to be your number one. I mean, if anyone has said that, he's, he's going to be our future Golden Tate. Which there are people. That. That, okay, listen. I have. Uh, listen. Uh, I in terms of you're gold, dealing with a fan base that I want to say 35 to 40 percent of them are typically on drugs most of the time. <laughs> so, I mean, just you know, don't don't worry. I, look, he's a fourth round pick. Amon Ross St. Brown. What do you expect? A fourth round pick. Now you've seen Antonio Browns, Emmanuel Sanders. You've seen guys go late. Michael Thomas was a second round pick. That's great. But this kid isn't built like that. I, I think he's even, built to be a good slot receiver in the future on a good team with a good quarterback. I was That's even it. seeing it last weekend, though, about uh, Khalif Raymond. I mean, he played his little heart out, but the the Golden Tate and the uh, Kelvin type of response Not, God, to no. one I mean, good well, game was... I mean, they're fans. They're fans. They're overreacting. But Khalif Raymond is 27 years old. He's got, what, three, four years left in yeah. his prime? And you don't even know what his prime looks like. I think this is his prime. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, he's a rookie. Dude needs time. Give him a break. Give him as many reps. Target him more often. Yes, Jared Goff sucks. I openly admit that. But let, let's get the kid the ball. And I'd say by two, three years from now, you'll know if Amon Ross St. Brown is yeah. part of the team in the future and a contributor or just... The guy that you missed on. And if you don't, he's making, what, $900,000 a year. He's making nothing. I mean, he's making, it's it's dirt. And the only argument I would have, people in the chat, um, in, in my number one, I said dirt compared to the rest of the draft. Yeah, Not dirt. Saying, it's a lot like, of money. Oh, speak for yourself, I'm talking about in, in terms of wide receivers <laughs> getting paid in the NFL. It's, it is. I mean, it's amongst the bottom. But I will say this. People in the chat are mentioning JOK, Jeremiah, uh, Owosu Koromora. I think that was a miss on the Lions' part. I mean, he had the hard issue before the draft. That we needed a linebacker. There that. were multiple misses. You missed on Asante Samuel Jr. You missed on uh, Kamora. Like, it's really the Levi Ozerike over these guys, and that's the problem I have. I mean, and it's I, I, McNeil who's kind of getting more snaps right now. Mm-hmm. Well, he's starting every game, so yeah, Aleem is the better. Yeah, Levi. And he was would, taken in the third round. Levi. Aleem. Aleem. Oh, Aleem. Uh, yeah. Yep. One, two, three. We're all linemen. So, look, it's too early to judge the draft class completely, give it grades, but look, it didn't take a fortune teller to know that two kids of former pro corners were coming out in the draft and they weren't going to miss. Patrick Sertan, you weren't going to take at seven. Lions did the right thing. But Asante. You pass on Asante Samuel in the second round? Brutal. You pass on. I mean, the linebacker they passed on. I mean, look, I hope to God, I hope to God, Levi turns out to be a stud. But 
You can't miss. You can't miss in the first and second round. You got to stop this. You want to be a respectable franchise? I told you. I use this. I use this example all the time. Look at the Chargers. They got Darwin James first round. Then they followed up in the next draft with Joey Bosa. Then they followed up in the next draft with Justin Herbert. Then they followed up that next draft, which was this past draft, with Rashawn Slater in the first round, starting tackle, and Asante Samuel Jr. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. Tom Telesco, GM of the Chargers, has been a part of that organization for like 10 years. So he has, I mean, this is Brett Holmes' first draft. I know. So I will say this. Like the misses and, and stuff, I will give him one. If yeah. he starts missing every single Look, year. you can't hit every single time. But I'm just saying, the good teams do. Right. The good teams hit more than they miss. Yeah. So Detroit, you want to be a good team? Or do you just want to be like, well, we got Calvin, and then we messed up the rest of the draft. <laughs> and then we messed up the next six drafts after that. Yeah. Come on. Come on. All right, you guys. Well, we got to hit a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Wings game that's coming up tonight. But before we go, I need to tell you about what we're doing in EL this Saturday. Join Woodward Sports and Gypsy Vodka for a pregame show live for the Michigan-Michigan State game at Hopcat in East Lansing from 10 a.m. to noon to see who takes home that Paul Bunyan trophy, you guys. There's going to be Bloody Mary specials, my drink of choice, giveaways, and more. So come pregame with Woodward Sports this Saturday. You'll be dying to get your hands on Papa Romano's gruesome twosome. This spectacular deal gets you two large one-topping pizzas for a limited time for $19.99. Order now at paparomanos.com. <laughs> Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Tony is a third generation logger that has a simple, practical approach to life and work. That's why his Coast DX342 knife is perfect for him. The stainless steel blade is rust resistant and made for all weather use and the double roll lock safety ensures that it will never inadvertently close when he doesn't want it to. That's why Coast is trusted tough. Welcome back everyone. Thanks so much for hanging out with us right here on the Woodward Sports Network. You guys, as promised, the Wings versus Caps ha- happening tonight at 7. It's like you guys know me. I have a number one and a number two team. My number two team, they're the Caps. I absolutely adore Oshi, Ovi, uh, Tom Wilson. It's going to be a great game. This is going to be very telling, I think, of where the Wings are at right now. The The Caps are no joke. I mean, will how physical will it get with Tom Wilson? That's something I'm for sure looking out for. And then, obviously, we're going to see Anthony Mantha back in action against his old team. So, Jeff, what are you looking forward to about this game? What are you expecting? How physical is this going to get? Oh, I'm uh, I'm really expecting Lucas Raymond to show up in bubble wrap because Tom Wilson's going to try and lay this man out. But I will say this. Um, the Ovechkin-led Capitals uh, have been hot. Uh, I think Ovechkin's leading the entire NHL in goals scored in, in the Caps as a team is amongst the top in total goals scored. So they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're 4-0-2. Um, and, and now you have a Wed Wings team who's coming off a three-game road trip, and this is their last stop. Uh, now they're going to Washington with a guy in Lucas Raymond who just had a hat trick. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, 6-3. to three. They had a very good game. So it's a good test. It's a good test for this team. We talk about 
trying to kind of measure this team in terms of what we think they will do. And although we're only what, um, you know, a handful of games into the season, this is one of those games you look at. I mean, how do they hold up against, you know, Ovechkin? How do they play against, uh, you know, Tom Wilson? You got Mantha coming back or playing his old team. So there's a lot of storylines in this game and it's going to be a great one. I I mean, people should be ecstatic to watch this. Uh, And you know, what's ridiculous is this wings team has, you know, a lot of people say they're going to be just outside the playoffs, which I mutually agree with, but um, they literally they boast the NHL's fifth best expected goal percentage uh, at five on five. So they've outscored, you know, opponents. They've been doing a great job. Bertuzzi, I mean, he's obviously the 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 I call him the Energizer Bunny, but he's also the best player right now in the team. So he's kind of everything to these guys. And hopefully, him not having the vaccine doesn't affect too much as they go on more road trips. But I think the Wings, it's going to be a close one. I think I would I would go over. Uh, I bet in the over. This is one of those Adam bets. You, you go over five and a half goals, but I, I think the Caps get it done um, ultimately, just because you got experience. You got Ovechkin on the other hand. I mean, Nedeljkovic is as good as even he's he's been playing him and Grice kind of switching out. It, it's Ovechkin. I mean, the guy's leading the entire league in goals. He's gonna find a way to get probably two in uh, this game. So it's gonna be a good one. I can't wait to watch. But I think the Caps they get get a good win at home, and the Wings they leave with a lot of lessons learned. So that's that's my prediction. Look, honestly, you're not even. Nobody even cares if they win or lose. Everyone just wants to see Lucas Raymond. I'm in love with this kid. What do you want me to say? I'm in love with a 19-year-old. I can't help it. This kid is unbelievable. Like it's must-watch TV, guys. When's the last time you had to watch the Wings play? You can't miss a game. You just can't. You have to watch. And I'm, I'm all for it. I am all for it. Good for the Red Wings. Good for Steve Eiserman. Good for the young kids. Cider. You have Raymond now. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. I love it. And I think going into the year, expectations for Raymond, if he made the team, we both agreed, it's minimum 25 or more goals. Yep. And you say that because if you're good, you're, it's going to show right away. And it, and it has. It has with Lucas Raymond. You saw Connor McDavid come and light up the league. You saw even Taylor Hall to an extent. All these top picks. You see them just come into the league. If they're good enough, they're going to come in and dominate. Given the right situation. You saw it with Ovi. You saw it with... Maze, uh, J- I hate you. I hate you. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like trying to talk. <laughs> Unbelievable. You didn't mean distracted. God, my goodness. Uh, I will buy a Luke. You know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do after the show. I am going to buy a Lucas Raymond jersey, and I am going to wear it uh, the next time they have a home game on one of our live shows. You better get your Herbert one, too. Well, I've never seen you in a jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, I have them at home. I have a lot of frame jerseys in my man cave. but mm. My dad always told me as a young girl, and I wanted to get your guys' OHIO? No, he didn't tell me that. Um... <laughs> My dad went to BG Fish. Come on, talons up. But anyway, um, he always told me grown men can't wear another grown man's name on uh, yeah, last name on their back. Yeah, I don't buy that crap, honestly. I, I don't, don't either. I, I don't as care. I get older, I really bought into it, and I was like, yeah, those weirdos. I'm but like way like, too self-aware to yeah, even like insecure get offended by this. <laughs> oh, well, another dude's name is on my back. What does that mean? Like I'm owned by him? Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you're not okay. his girlfriend. Like I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Kennedy. What do you think? I don't know. I'm fine with it now, but like my dad really ingrained that in my brain. So when I would be at Lions games and stuff, I'd be like, "Look at all these weirdos with other man's names on their back." But now I'm like, they just like them. I'm I'm very much of the let people live and do what makes well, them I happy. Well, I made a bet on the game tonight. 
under six and a half goals. So uh, you're I'm, taking the under. I'm taking the under. Oh, it's six and a half. Yeah. Oh, I thought. No, well, yeah, you probably take. I'm the taking under. the under, and under. I'm pretty scared that this game is going to finish like four three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I hope the Wings just you know low scoring. They play good defense. The game finishes like three two, three one. Please. <laughs> Four Please. two at the most. I don't know. That's hard. That's I know, a hard. I know. It's a it's it's a tough bet. Well, that's why that I took it. It's a tough bet. I'm probably gonna leave myself out of this one tonight. <laughs> then you know me. I bet scared, but scared money don't make money, and that's why Adam's better at betting than I am. Damn right. That's why I don't put three dollars. Would you put three dollars? <laughs> what, yeah. what was the bet? Yeah. Go um, ahead. Explain did yourself. I take, what did What did I take? I, I don't remember. Over, you to, you were so proud that you called so an proud. upset over the weekend. I did. And you're like, oh my god, I called the upset. I put money on it. I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of you, Kennedy. Gave you a high five. Everything was great. We get off the show, and you tell me, oh, I, yeah, I put $3. I won, like, two bucks. I hate awesome. you. Like, what, two bucks? <laughs> Kennedy, you could have asked me for money, and if you were that confident in the bet, I would have given you, like, 50 bucks to put on it. Aw, well, that's nice of you, but I'm never that confident in any decision that I make pretty much ever. But you know what I am confident in? The fact that you guys should join us. For high school football this weekend, you guys know every Friday we broadcast one of the best games in Metro Detroit on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for Friday Night Clash. Make sure you guys are tuning into this one because it is the first round of the playoffs. Walled Lake Western at White Lake Lakeland. And obviously, we're doing that halftime kick for 10K if you come out and join us. And then... You guys know I love our Lions pregame. Drake Bell, Neil Rule, Maz, myself, and Jade from Riff will be there this weekend from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the Sunday game against the Eagles. Join us live from Tin Roof's second floor. We won't be outside anymore. Too dang cold. Come out and win some awesome Woodward Sports prizes and more. You guys also know party don't end at the pregame. You got to go to the postgame too. join Woodward Sports, Jim Beam and Truly at the Brass Rail downtown at the two minute warning of every single Lions game. And Stick and Anson will be there. They'll also have the Woodward Sports party VIP area for pizza, sports fans and more. The official postgame for Detroit football is at the Brass Rail. You guys know the drill. All right. D Big D energy coming up next. There'll be squad deep Joyke, Neil Rule and D-Mac. This has been the Morning Woodward Show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.